Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Undertaker was a damn star for over 30 years. As such, he built up this aura of being the phenom, and when someone beat him, forget about it. When it was done in the right way, this lucky so-and-so was transformed. How could they not be? It's why WWE would often use the Legend of the Dead Man to build a feud around, and also why sometimes it fell right on its face. Just pushing someone into a program is not a one-stop solution for success, which is why I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do hit that subscribe button. And this is 10 Wrestlers the Undertaker couldn't get over. Number 10, Shane McMahon. A weird one to start, I grant you, because when Shane McMahon returned in 2016, he was crazy over. Go and listen to that comeback pop from Raw. It was like the Rock and Stone Cold had morphed together to become the Stone, and somehow all the fans were aware. The reaction was nuts. The problem was that when it came to WrestleMania 32, there just wasn't much demand for a Shane O'Mac Undertaker Hell in a Cell. The results seemed predictable, the preceding storyline was rushed and didn't make any sense and the match itself was overly long and kind of dull I don't think that was the plan. It was always going to be tough as McMahon was often portrayed as a warrior of sorts in his bouts, but that meant Taker had to sell for him as such and that didn't fly. This was the phenom at his pay-per-view. You've got to tread carefully, otherwise people would just regret what you're putting out there, and they did. The dead man still did the best he could and Shane's diving elbow off the top of the cell was truly bonkers, but it didn't work. Not many people were going back to watch this, even more so on Raw the next night, when the stipulation of a man running the show was ignored, And we let him do it anyway, even though he lost. Great. Number 9, Mark Henry. Mark Henry took a while to get going, but when he did, he was just the best. His Hall of Pain run was excellent fun, but when WrestleMania 2 rolled around, the world's strongest man was still trying to find himself. As such, once again, no one ever thought he was going to break The Undertaker's streak, so the anticipation was lost. Hilariously, Vince McMahon had thought about giving this honor to Mark, so maybe don't sit on your hands next time, because you just never know. A man of his own tradition, though, really Mac wanted to go old school in 2006, so Monster vs. Monster was his choice. Sure, this would help Henry as well and finally drag him up to the next level, but really, it was just okay. The fact it was a casket match and didn't even go 10 minutes kind of sums it up. WWE weren't smart with this either. Whereas most people would lose at the show of shows but then go on to get a big win, The Undertaker just destroyed Mark Henry every time they faced off. Here, Unforgiven 2007, again on SmackDown, if you even thought that the former powerlifter could win, you were very, very wrong. Thankfully, we didn't give up on Henry as his best years were in front of him, but I guess it may have been touch and go here and there. Number 8, Heidenreich. It's been years, and I still don't know who or what Heidenreich was, 
just the oddest character ever. And fair play to the guy. He took this role and threw himself into it. But what was he even throwing himself into? He had a weird walk, some elementary moves, and once casually assaulted Michael Cole... I am not making this up. WWE saw something in him though, so again they went to the Use the Undertaker plan. Pretty sure you break glass to do that, but yeah. Heidi was moved into a program with the Phenom at Survivor Series 2004, and it was not ideal. The match itself was average, if we're being nice, and even though Taker won, this wasn't the end of it. Hyde and Wright was back to costing the WWE title at next month's Armageddon, meaning at the Royal Rumble it was casket match time, a match I don't think anybody actually asked for. The Undertaker then won again, I just don't get it. There was even a third part to this, or at least there was meant to be. Some crazy person pitched Kane and his brother versus Heidenreich and Snitsky for Mania, and thankfully at this stage, Taker said no way and got a match with Randy Orton instead. This was 100% the correct move. Number seven, the fake Undertaker. Or Brian Lee, he who would go on to lead the Disciples of the Apocalypse. I always struggle with this one, as no, it wasn't good but I loved it. As a kid, this was everything to me, and the presentation was pretty well done. Even though the differences are obvious now, I totally believe this was The Undertaker versus The Undertaker. Stupid child. The truth is, anything that gets the word new or fake put in front of it within wrestling is straight up terrible. Any kind of tag team, fake Diesel, fake Razor Ramon, fake Kane, goes on and on, and none are all that great. It also meant the main event of SummerSlam 1994 wasn't Bret Hart versus Owen Hart in a cage, and instead was reality versus lies, and truthfully, it just didn't have the power to occupy that spot. In fact, moving it into a lesser role likely would have done it the world of good. If the idea was to launch Lee off into his own thing, though, it wasn't a success, although I'm not sure that's either man's fault. Who was ever really going to truly pull this off? Number six, Nathan Jones. Let us be fair to WWE. I get why they pushed Nathan Jones. If I ran a wrestling company and I saw Nathan Jones, I would push him too. The man looked ridiculous and like he could kill you. He did need a lot of work though, so once again we turned to the dead man and said, you get him over. They were going to team at first before having a major feud, and I tell you this, I bet Vince McMahon would have put the big Australian over. You could just tell he loved him. This was actually the first misstep, however. Before Jones had debuted, all his vignettes focused on the fact he was an ex-convict coming to the WWE to destroy some fools, and then he buddied up to Taker. What? Nobody wanted to see that. You promised death, Nathan. Don't come in here and give people hugs. Still, we did do that, and the end of part one was meant to be a tag team match at WrestleMania 19 against Big Show and Albert. And you want to know what happened next? WWE was so worried about putting Jones in the ring, they pulled him out of the thing and said, take her out there by himself. Nathan did arrive afterwards and booted some fools, but things were not looking good. Admitting defeat, McMahon nicks the whole thing, and when you have a dude that big and even Vince says it's a no-go, well, it has not gone well. Number five, Karma Mustafa. The amount of bizarre gimmicks the soon-to-be Godfather had before he became a pimp. He was Papa Shango, some voodoo guy, and Karma Mustafa, a trained MMA fighter. Suppose you could argue that one was ahead of its time. When he did make this switch in 1995, everybody involved decided to push it hard, hence why his first feud was against The Undertaker. Do you know what we did next? Karma stole Taker's urn and melted it down without ever doing one mixed martial arts hold so it was just an idea that didn't have any depth. SummerSlam 1995 served as the platform for their big match, and while most remember that not-so-hot main event between Mabel and Diesel, Karma and Taker, well, it was not good either. A 16-minute casket match, you never really need to watch it. Mustafa never really did much of anything until he joined the Nation of Domination before, yes, leaving his fighting ways behind and deciding to get into prostitution instead. Why not? Number four, Mabel. 
Mabel had an amazing run in WWE. He debuted in 1993 and was finally done in 2008. That is ridiculous. And sure, he was released a few times in between that, but he was always brought back and had an impressive career. He was a constant. After his tag team men on a mission had gotten some popularity, though, Vince McMahon decided he could use this to create a new beast, so he booked Mabel to win the 95 King of the Ring. He then failed in the follow-up to that against Diesel, but we weren't done in trying to make him a star. So yes, as ever, up next was the dead man. It kind of got going at the Survivor Series when the Undertaker's dark side team beat Mabel's Royals, but this was done so we could jump to In Your House 5 where once more we were doing a casket match. How many of these do we need? I don't know what happened before that either, but this went six minutes and soon after the future Viscera was kicked out of the door. Rumors said he had gotten a bad reputation for injuring his opponents, which is why you may remember Taker wearing that grey mask on his face. Mabel crushed his eye socket. So once more, the dead man did all he could. It just wasn't enough. Number three, Vladimir Kozlov. These are all rolling into one now because Vladimir Kozlov's story is essentially the same as everybody else on this list. Although he really did get something extra. For you see, on a random episode of SmackDown in 2009, Kozlov pinned The Undertaker clean. That is right. The arena went silent, message boards didn't know what to say. It was like an accident that just happened live, but no, this was the intention. Vladimir was on somewhat of a roll beforehand as he had beaten Matt Hardy at Armageddon 2008, but this wasn't enough. If we were going to pull the trigger on this guy, we needed to go big, and boy howdy did we. And sure, the dead man got the win first at Elimination Chamber, but still, nobody expected this. It then went weird as Kozlov went to fight Shawn Michaels to see who would face the Phenom at WrestleMania, and HBK won, which was also Vladimir's first singles loss. So why did we do any of this? You tell me, especially if you are Vince, you know. By the time Mania rolled around, he was just used as a lumberjack before being shipped off to ECW. So I don't know whether the powers that be just got bored or forgot, but it was a truly bizarre time all around. You beat The Undertaker and then get to do nothing? That is wild. Number two, The Great Carly. The Great Carly defeated everybody because he's big. Triple H, John Cena, The Undertaker, they all went down to the man, and yet here we are today, and it didn't make a blind bit of difference. Carly got the kind of push most people can only dream about. During his 2006 debut, he murdered the dead man, and he did that again a few weeks later at Judgment Day, and while no one really believed it, this was happening in front of our eyes. His finisher was also a big chop, I suppose that could hurt. The major payoff to this was meant to be a Punjabi prison match, but when the Great One got hurt, the big show was drafted in instead. This happened at the Great American Bash, and of course Mark Calloway won that one, but believe you me, if Carly had been ready, this would not have been the outcome. WWE tried for ages with this too, but it never really clicked, and soon the Giant was doing kiss cam segments, which were also really weird and really awkward. Number one, the Giant Gonzalez. If you know, you know, and if you don't, don't bother finding out it is not worth it. One of the tallest performers in WWE history, the giant Gonzalez was always going to be thrown at The Undertaker, especially during WrestleMania. Vince McMahon loved a mammoth going up against his greatest creation at his premiere event, but my word should he thought differently. Gonzalez had height, sure, but that may have been it. Even walking looked slightly unstable. This should have been no surprise as it was the same in WCW, but you know the deal. McMahon loves a monster, so when he was free, he was convinced that he could make it work. Apparently that consisted of putting him in a hairy muscle suit, but that didn't make him more terrifying. It was just a little off-putting and slightly creepy. It all led to WrestleMania 9, which overall is awful, and one reason for that is this scrap. 
There was nothing Taker could have done, so they kind of just plodded through it. And it ended with Gonzalez using chloroform. I don't know, and I never will. We were doing it again at SummerSlam, and this time The Undertaker just beat him in eight minutes. But even then, an idea was pitched to do The Giant versus Hulk Hogan. But thank everything in the world, that was stopped. It was just weird, this. So, so damn weird. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.